I know that you think I shouldn't, but I'm comfortable with it, so I'm going to do it. Welcome to today's podcast episode. It's my first podcast recording at the new house with a guest. I did a solo one yesterday, but today I have a guest with me. Welcome. Hello. How are you? <laughs> He's looking at me like, am I the guest? Oh, like, are you going to see Brendan or am I? <laughs> Brendan is joining me. We're going to record an episode answering questions on the topic of blending a family. Yeah. But before we do that, do you have a recommendation that you can share in today's podcast episode? Any sort of recommendation. It might be a TV show or a playlist or like a life hack. Um, I think recently we've um, been doing a lot more meal prepping. So I think it's it's really handy to have the convenience of having pre-made meals in the fridge that we can just whack in the microwave and heat up whenever we're hungry rather than trying to unpack and cook dinner at the same time. You're really good through your camp and your preparation in having all of your meals prepped and organized. But when you don't have camp, I guess it's like less pertinent for you to have those meals, but something. I I feel out of control. You feel out of control? Yeah. ED behavior? Yeah. But But then when we've got the time to prep and cook really nice meals, like I really enjoy that. You do love to yeah, cook. I love cooking. Actually, someone today messaged me and said they want to see more of your recipes. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So your recommendation is to set aside some time, I guess like over a weekend, yeah. and be organized. Have a think about what you you like and what is easy to make. Make a bulk of it and sort of just contain it. and Portion it up. Yeah. I really liked having snacks in the fridge like our sugar-free brownies and the protein balls. Protein balls are good. Yeah. The kids have even even been eating them. But I feel like it's such a basic recommendation, but it's such a helpful one because when you do open your fridge and you've got meals there ready to go, like you'll actually eat Mm. them and feel good. So So if you do have a spare hour or two on a weekend and you want to make your your week easier. Make it a priority. I definitely recommend it. We've also been trying to make it a priority of sitting down and planning our family meals as well, hey? The one family shop for the week rather than going to Coles every day. And we're doing so well. It's Wednesday. We shopped on Sunday and we already need to go back. (laughs) We're not doing that well. Last week we did well. I don't know what was different this week though. Yeah. But we've definitely gotten more organized with going, okay, Monday night we're going to have so-and-so, Tuesday night so-and-so, like actually planning things out. But we just need to get better portions because it just seems to be going. Maybe a bit more protein. Yeah. I think we're good with veg. But when it comes to protein, although you did cook those turkey patties for my lunches rather than dinner. Mm, Meal prepping. Yes. Anyway, my recommendation is probably a bit predictable, but I'm still obsessed with it, with our magnesium drink that we've been having every night. The sweet string. I think my recommendation, though, is specifically the lemonade flavor. So you've gone from 
Oh, I still you've love got, the you've peaches. Gone from mango to peach, peach to lemonade. Yeah, every night when we go to make our magnesio drink, Brendan will say to me, "What flavor do you want?" And lately, it's been peaches again. But yeah. then I love lemonade Lemonade's through the day. So it's so refreshing. Lemonade reminds me of like the when you go to like a show or something like that, and they yeah, it tastes like proper traditional proper, lemonade. Yeah. But those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, there's this product from Switch, and it's called adrenal switch yeah. and it's basically just loaded with magnesium there's also ashwagandha in it which is meant to be amazing for your nervous system but i've been really hot on this product because i get such bad pms and naturopaths have always told me more magnesium more magnesium like load yourself up on it double yourself up on magnesium and of course i'm not a doctor you know check with your healthcare provider but I definitely notice a difference with the magnesium in terms of like reducing PMS symptoms, cramps, aches, all of that sort of stuff. It's definitely a tastier way of having it. Yes. Yeah. And I'm just not good at taking tablets. So I really like that. Drink. Yeah. And I think they also recommend you have it after a workout. Yeah. It's meant to be really good for muscle recovery as well, which I think. They've nailed it. Yeah. So if anyone does want to try that product, I'll pop the link in the show notes for you. And I do have a discount code for Switch, which is Kylie. And we're going to try their protein powder too. Kylie. Yeah. Kylie. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. That aside, thanks for doing a little recommendation with me. You're welcome. Just quickly, a word from today's sponsors. Unless, of course, you're one of our Venti members. In that case, there are no ads and your episode is about to keep playing. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Let's chat about blending a family. And I think up top, it's probably important that we address and recognize we have the easier dynamic in terms of blending a family compared to people that are trying to blend multiple children. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have children of my own. So there's not that extra added layer of the kids blending and getting along and. Or not getting along. Yeah, I even said to you the other night, I don't think I could do it. Like, I don't think I could be a step parent. I was shocked. Yeah, I can't believe she said that out loud. I don't know. I'm doing it. Yeah, yeah, and you do it really well. But I think there'll be people listening who are like, well, it's all well and good for you two to sit here and talk about it when you've not got that extra dynamic. But my stepson is a shithead. (laughs) What? (laughs) Nothing. Not mine. But, like, people might be thinking, like... (laughs) I hope not. (laughs) Okay. So, how does Brendan handle the relationship that you have to have with your ex? That's a question that came through. And then off the back of that, this lady also added the context that her current partner really struggles with the relationship she's got to have with her ex for co-parenting purposes. So, how do you handle that? It'd be be interesting to hear what he struggles with. Yeah. Because I think, like, I don't get jealous at all. Like, I don't really mind 
Um, You're the least jealous person. No, I don't see the point in being jealous. Yeah, but also I don't have a close relationship with my ex in At that all. way. No. Our relationship is very much need-to-know info yeah. for the children. Basic. Yeah. Yeah. But I imagine even if it was a different relationship in terms of, you know, you and I have had conversations and I've said to you, I wish that I had the sort of relationship with my ex where it was like, come on over and, you know, bring your stepkids and they can all have a swim. And I wish, like I truly, truly wish that I had that relationship. And I think if that was the case, I can't imagine you would be bothered by that either. No, not at all. Like I was more than happy. Yeah, like when you to do that, yeah. When you met my ex, you straight away stuck your hand out like you were to try and shake his hand. Yeah. Yeah. That's because that's that's what's important for the kids is us to get along to show that everything is okay and everything's gonna be okay. Yeah, and I really wish that there was that role modeling for the kids in terms of relationships can end and it doesn't have to be the end of the friendship as well. No. But that's just not the case. No, life in our goes dynamic. On and we learn lessons and Yeah. So you have no issues. No. I think the only time you have an issue is if it's more of a negative thing. Like if something pops up that's hard to handle in terms of you'll feel annoyed that you can't make it better for me. Yeah. A lot in the fair? voice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but for people who do struggle with that dynamic of, you know, having to accept that their current partner still has a level of entanglement with their ex. It's not going away. Like I think it's just something that you've got to deal with yourself and just realise that like it it has to be done for the children. Like, Yeah. I think having a really honest conversation with your partner too about what it is that's bothering you yeah. and actually seeing if there is a reason yeah. to be bothered. And then may, maybe talking about that situation. But like your partner knows what they're coming into, into the relationship. So like nothing's changed. It's just something they've got to adapt to Yeah, and or all, get over. Like, And all situations are so varied. There might be a situation where someone is super friendly with their ex And the current partner might say like, hey, it would actually mean a lot to me if you don't go there five nights a week for dinner or whatever it is. Like there's, you know, there are going to be so many different situations. few boundaries, but you've got to understand that there's always got to be some sort of a co-parenting relationship or some sort of contact for the children's sake. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the next thing that we were asked a lot in terms of us coming together and blending as a family unit was surrounding finances, such as does Brendan pay 50-50 of everything? I don't think it's like appropriate to go super into the weeds in finances, but I do think it might be helpful uh, for other people in the situation and I guess just for context to share a little bit, like... We have had a lot of conversations surrounding finances and what we both feel comfortable with. And it was really important to me that we weren't 50-50. Yeah, you you made it quite clear that I wasn't expected to pay that 50-50 rate or cover costs for the kids. Yeah, and when we're looking at bills, water, electricity, power, those sorts of things – 
I am much more comfortable taking on three quarters of that, give or take-ish. Like we haven't worked it out down to the dollar, Mm. but I am, yeah, I pay for myself and the kids because that's what feels right for me. But in saying that, there's lots of times that you are paying for things like, you know, like it's nothing for me to say to you, hey, have you got a $20 note on you so that I can send it to school with the boys for school photos or um, like we'll be out for dinner and you'll pay for everyone to have dinner. Like it's not like we're splitting hairs like that. No, but we are a family unit and I don't mind contributing where, yeah. Yeah. And I think some people have misconceptions surrounding financial situations like always thinking oh the female always gets what's it called uh child support yeah and like that's not which, the case which you don't no. no but in our family dynamic what feels right for me is to go okay i would be paying this amount of rent anyway i would be paying this amount of bills anyway because of the kids i don't expect you to come in and you to be financially responsible in that way yeah and that's what feels right for us right now yeah And it might change as our family changes, but that's where we're at. Next up, discipline and consequences. That's probably been something that we've like recently been navigating, I guess, because you have now been uh, like involved in the boy's life for like over a year. At first you were introduced much more kind of in that friend capacity. And then I think we've had to kind of work together in terms of clarifying what feels good for you, what feels good for me, what works for the kids in that dynamic of you also being a parental figure because you are like you're at the parent-teacher conferences, you're doing the school pickup and drop-off, like you are a parental figure for the kids, like more like you just are. But then it's also tricky because they're sorry about Lou in the background guys they're also I think so obsessed with you as a friend that it can be tricky I imagine for you to navigate that line of like well they look to you for so many parental roles but you're also not the one to kind of pull them into line if they need it but you, you've definitely been helping with the whole situation with that where you've been asking the boys to ask me about more or um, a yes or no answer rather than you always taking it on. Yeah, that's something you brought up to me was that you and I, like if you and I are both at home and I'm in the shower, the boys will wait for me to get out of the shower to ask me something. Yeah. Well, that's what they were doing. And you said like it would actually mean a lot to you if the boys turned around to you and said, hey, Bren, are we allowed to... Do you mind if we, yeah. Go on screens, go for a bike ride, have something to eat. Yeah. And so I've been deferring a lot more to you In lately. Of, yeah. Yeah, just like if they'll say to me, mum, can we watch a movie tonight? I'll say, just ask Bren. Yeah. And they are asking you more. A lot more. Yeah. yeah I mean, they ask you so much every day. Yeah. <laughs> last, every morning. Last night we were saying that they would ask you at least 100 questions a day, hey? And then you Googled it. Yeah. It's like the average yeah. child asks 300, 300 questions, questions a day. Times two. Yeah. And they're asking really inane questions lately. Like, if you could have the power to do anything or heal it, like, yeah. the questions are just coming thick and fast. So last night's dinner or the night before you asked that? 
Yeah, if you could the cure, world hunger yeah, one. if you yeah. could cure something in the world, what would it be? Like just really interesting conversation starters. But anyway, that aside, the discipline stuff. It's something we've had to navigate. Yeah, and it's definitely something we're still working on and starting, uh, sort of trying to work out and understand it. And yeah, I don't expect to come in and tell them what to do. Yeah, no, no way at all. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I also think it's worth being transparent in the way of the boys are not naughty kids, you know, not, and not that I think any kids are naughty, right? Like I think there are certain kids that act out because they want attention, but the boys really, for the most part, are super compliant. Yeah. They have their moments, you know, like even at this weekend, one of the boys definitely had a moment with getting his hair brushed and I was very much threatening to have his head Shave. I'm like, I can't deal with these knots anymore. Like, this is, we can't do it. But for the most part, they're really good. Hey, like you say to them, there's time to hop off screens. Okay. No, no tantrums, no talking back. Like, there's never any talking back. There's, yeah. Yeah. And this isn't to say, like, oh, they're the most amazing kids because they're certainly hard work at times. But even in terms of like yes and no's and yeah, yeah, baby and stuff like that. But even in terms of how respectful they are of each other, Brendan and I were talking about this because Brendan's an only child. And I was saying, I cannot believe how nice the boys are to each other because my sisters and I, we were awful. Like, if the three of us were in the back seat together and you turn around a corner in the car, You'd slam into the other two purposefully. Yeah. I can remember leaning yeah, yeah. I can remember leaning over and giving my sisters Chinese burns on their forearms for no, no reason. reason. Like pinching, slapping, hitting, kicking. All of us, we were so mean to each other, you know, like if we wanted the remote control, you'd take it. And if yeah. they weren't gonna give it to you, it's too bad. You'd pinch them. <laughs> like pull a hit. Yeah. <laughs> savage. I couldn't imagine sorry girls. Awful. That's why my dad went bald very early in life. Um, but the boys are just nice to each other. At all. Like, no, they would they never, did, never purposefully. Hurt each other at no. All. Like, and even if they accidentally hurt each other, then they both cry. Yeah. Yeah. But even in terms of, like, I always wanted, like, a, a brother around when I was growing up, like, to wrestle or, like, be rough with or, like, but they're not even rough with each other. They're just like they're just like, yep, we're going to bounce together, or we're going to swim together, and we'll play our imaginary games where we walk around the house going, whoosh, whoosh, making the sound effects. You're right in there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is what it's like. Turn the light on while you play. No, no, it's sweet. <laughs> so like, maybe, okay. <laughs> so maybe the discipline thing would be different. If they were the sorts of kids that we had to continually pull apart from one another. I think that does help. It's a very low stress environment in terms of disciplining. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
because like I can't even think like there are times when there's consequences and I mean this is another question that comes through like what do you do if you meet someone who has a totally different parenting style to you and you and I whilst we have a lot of similarities like you have told me that like and you've you haven't told me in like an (laughs) unkind way but we have had these conversations about how I'm definitely a gentle parent yeah, and I'm very nurturing and very understanding and empathetic for the most part. And I think you would be a firmer parent or you imagine that you'd be a firmer parent. Imagine. You know, no, like yeah, you I imagine that if you had nine-year-olds, there would, would be things you would do differently to me. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. I think the problem would arise if you insisted that I do things differently or if I felt that you were let down by me or I felt like I couldn't parent in the way I want to parent. Like a clear example, right, is at the weekend we were at the shops and I said I was going to buy the boys a book each. But you and I have had a conversation about them earning money so that they can buy things but i've always felt like books are not um items they're like a need yeah i because like the boys and i all three of us we're bookworms we read we get so much joy out of it and they do like they just consume books and so i've never felt like that they have to earn a book and I guess growing up, I was always freely given books. That doesn't mean that I was spoiled with them, but, you know, we'd no. go to the library, we'd go to the op shops, all that stuff. Like we always had books available. It wasn't a big treat to get a book as it might be for other kids. And you kind of like looked at me like, should you be buying them a book? Because we'd had this conversation about them earning it. And I was like, oh, I know that you think I shouldn't, but I'm comfortable with it, so I'm going to do it. And the difference there I think is, that potential dynamic, I think, could be really tricky for people in terms of if you had a different approach and you were like, no, you're absolutely silly for buying a book mm. and you made me feel bad, or if I felt resentful towards you because then I made the decision not to buy them books. Yeah, that- and I think that's why um, we work so well together is because like, I'll never force my opinion on you on how to parent. I just give you an opinion and then it's up to you what you go with because at the end of the day that your boys and I'm the steppy but like I understand that I'm not a parent if that makes sense like you've been with them 10 years yeah and there are times you at this so the things that I might be saying could be completely wrong and it might just be me being it's one of those things though right because I think if you were outwardly very forceful with your opinion and forthright and like, oh, this is what you should do and this is the hill we're going to die on and this is the right way to do it, I would find that really hard. But because you do just kind of quietly occasionally offer suggestions if I ask for them, yeah, it feels very collaborative rather than combative. Yeah. And so in that instance... I had that choice to go, oh, gosh, I feel like Brendan doesn't think I should buy them a book, not because you don't want them to have books but because of the conversation we'd had. And it would be very tempting. And I would say me a year ago I would have gone like, oh, I'm not going to buy a book in front of him. Like I'll wait till he's not here and Mm. do it on the down low. But I'm so much more 
certain of who I am. And I was like, that's cool. That's what you think. But this is what I think. And I know I'm better off to follow what I think in this moment, because if I don't, I'm going to resent you or whatever it is. So it's like taking ownership of what you know to be right for you and your kids is so powerful and so important when you're blending a family. Yeah, definitely. And I know where I stand on everything. Where's that? Like I've come into the tripod. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just here to help rather than. Which is something as well, like the things that help us to feel like a family unit is how much you help and how involved you are in the boys' lives. Yeah. You know, like it's nothing for you to be putting school saw ointment on one of the kids Mm. or doing the school drop-offs and pickups and managing play dates and... Yeah, um, like I'm not here to take over. I'm here to help and sort of blend in rather than, yeah. And something else that you do really well, you do ask things of the boys, but you ask them in a very... uh like kind way that's not as if you are the authoritative authoritarian like you'll say to them hey hey buddy do you mind getting your glass off the table or yeah hey yeah don't forget to pop those books in your bag or whatever it might be you never speak to them like so-and-so book so-and-so bag so-and-so this like you never bark orders i'm no i'm no better than them and i'm no better than you like i'm just here to yeah, I just want everyone to get along and understand and there's no, yeah, I'm not a bossy person. But we do do a lot of family things together that I think helps in terms of we always we do everything together. Yeah, family dinners, bike rides, playing. Um, there's a lot of teamwork between the two of us. Yeah. And then there Tag are, team. yeah, and then there are certain things in parenting that I stick to doing because I think it's important for the boys. You to have that bond with them. Yeah, like yeah. every night I read to the boys. I would never say to you, okay, you go and read to the boys while I'll do the dishes. Yeah. Because I... That's something they've always had and... Yeah. It's a good little tradition, I think. Yeah. yeah. And there's always plenty for me to do while you do that. Yes. Or I'll sit in and listen. Yeah. And you've also... um like bonded with each of them as individuals as well, which I imagine for other parents that are coming into a dynamic with kids, it might be tricky to establish a bond with each child, but allowing it to form sort of over time and meeting the child where they are. Like one of the boys, it's basketball right now for you and him, but the other one's not interested at all in basketball. So today on the way to school, you were asking him about his interests um, and you drop him to Dungeons and Dragons, him and his mates to Dungeons and Dragons. And I've noticed that you have tailored how you are with each of them. You got to be, I guess, because like as much as I suppose they used to look alike, they're completely different kids. Mm. So yeah, different interests and yeah, different feelings. I think like if I had to round out this episode with any sort of advice. And again, as we said up top, we recognize we're not in the most challenging dynamic, but it still has its moments. Definitely does. Um, But in terms of not having to blend multiple families 
And also you always saw yourself having a family eventually. So it's not like a wild curveball to no. for you to be involved in it. But I think my number one piece of advice would be like lots of respectful communication. Yeah. And under, trying to understand the dynamic that the other person is in. Yeah. And I think you do that well because you were raised by a single mum as well. Yeah, I do get that. And the bond that you and the boys have is special. And I know what it's like for like a, a male figure to, to come in and try and be with your mother. Mm. Yeah. Is that it? Is that all for blending the fam? So far, <laughs> it, it's always evolving. Yeah, yeah, it always changes. Like things have changed a lot. Like even one of them have changed so much since starting a bigger school. Yeah, he's a whole new kid, isn't so he? So like, yeah, like he's, yeah, he's growing up quicker than what we thought he would already. So there's less effort in that. Mm. Yeah, it is. It's, it's always something It's ever-evolving, and I know, and you said it during our conversation today, like you said, you're new to parenting. And you are, but I often say to you, I'm new to this too. Mm. Like, this is the first time I've had nine-year-olds. This is the first time I've had this dynamic. This is the first time I've had that. Every day is new to you. Yeah, so I don't feel like I'm the, like, expert on exactly what to do, and I will ask for your opinion on things. But it's just when I have, like, a knowing about, oh, that could cause future resentment or that could cause a divide. That's when I feel very stoic in going, no, no, this is what I have to do and that's the right thing to do. And you never make me feel poorly for that, which I'm grateful for. Yeah, I never will. Thanks. You also say that you'll never raise your voice at the boys. Ever. I'll never get angry at them and I'll never raise my voice. I'll definitely be disappointed. Mm. And I've told one of them that like, yeah. I can be disappointed, but I'll never show my anger towards them ever. Which is something like that disappointment factor. I think in the last like two years, I've really lent into realizing like it's okay that the kids know sometimes we are disappointed. Well, that's how they learn. In something that they've done. Mm. And it's not in the way of making them feel bad because it's in the way of saying, yeah, that was a disappoint. like that's that sucked. That choice you made was disappointing mm. and I still love you. Yeah. I think that's one thing that I watched my mum do was be super, super angry at me. And it was either the wooden spoon or whatever she could find or then there was disappointed mum. And I think disappointed mum hurts so much more than angry mum. And I definitely learned a lot quicker from that. Yeah. I, I feel like anger is like a, a split second sort of thing. It's like you, you blow up and you're angry and then it's over. But then being disappointed, I feel like. It's worse. Yeah, so much worse. Yeah. Even, even if you're ever disappointed in me. I'm like, that sucks. <laughs> when you were little and you felt like you were disappointing your mum, though, did you also still feel like you were loved? Because uh, I think that's been something you and I have kind of worked on together with both of us is like being expressive and honest about how we feel and holding space and being like, yeah. We, that, we still love you, yeah, but. Yeah, that kind of like sucks. can't do that anymore, buddy. Like, yeah. Yeah. We definitely, 
yeah, a couple of the conversations that we've had at the table with them and told them like what's going on and whatnot and like it sucks but like we do love you but you've just got to try and work on that yeah also and this is probably an episode for another day but something you and I have spoken about in the last 18 months of you being involved in their lives is like how triggering parenting is for you big time I mean parenting is triggering for everyone yeah that's why people always say like, oh, my kids are my best teachers because your kids are the people that like really highlight your own soft spots. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a whole other thing. It does trigger me a lot though. Mm. But anyway, maybe we have that conversation another day. Yeah. That sounds good. All right. Any other words of wisdom on the topic of blending? It's not always easy, but it's worth it. And on that note, we'll wrap up today's podcast. Thanks for having me. Today's podcast episode was recorded on the land of the Bunjalung Nation. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.